What up? Oh, well, welcome everybody to another Tuesday for Bobby's Cryptid Corner. I'm so excited to be here. How are you two doing today? Great. Um, we're missing one person. We are. We'll just address it. So we're actually technically beginning our summer break vacation starting today. That'll be this week and next week. <clears throat> um, I'm here this Tuesday. Bree will be here in my place next Tuesday and I'll be gone. We'll be swapping out the days in between when we're during vacation. We have tons of stuff that's already pre-uploaded that'll be dropping for you guys for premieres. So don't worry. There's the content for you while we're gone. But tonight, Bobby, Tony, what the fuck are we talking about? Hold on. Tony didn't get to answer how he was doing. Oh, that's right. I Sorry, Tony. How are you? Uh, oh, well, you know, I'm good. Uh, one, you guys know I live in Kansas, and it is hot as shit outside right now. And the last couple days, we've had 40-mile-an-hour winds. So when you go outside, it's like walking into a convection oven. It's just oh, like no. 100-degree heat blasting your Ooh. face at 100 miles an hour. Oh, no, that's horrible. I'm going to tell you, I'm in Vegas, and it is like 115 on a regular day here right mm -hmm. now. So I also feel your very shitty pain of that. <laughs> even even when it's a dry heat, 115 is still pretty. Uh, it's a bit much. Yeah, it's it's a bit he, much. Here's the thing. You I will can, die extended periods of time instead of spent in that. I day. can handle it for the most part. My biggest problem is, is like I have this back balcony area, and the sun just points Ooh, at it when it gets about yeah. four o'clock in the afternoon until about eight o'clock at night. And it is yeah. just the hottest fucking thing in the entire world. And that's the only part that kills me. Everything else well, I'm fine with. I haven't oh. been outside since March of 2020. So I don't know that's what the right. fuck you guys are that's even about talking right. about. That's about right. We're all can, in this together. Can I mention something that has Always. kind of been bothering me? Yeah. So I made a TikTok the other day. Tell it got like, it. it's almost at like 3,000 views. It's kind of getting dumb. Okay. But I just was making a joke out of somebody who was being sexist. And somebody goes, is this Jim from The Office? No, no. And now everyone is like, oh, my God, it's Jim from The Office. No, no but then I looked up. I was like, Jim from The Office. And I was like, he doesn't mean John Krasinski. And I look yeah, it up. Exactly. And I'm just like, hold on. And then I do another TikTok. And I've got his face next to mine. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of bothering me. You more you look more like Jim from Mississippi, if that makes you feel any better. That hey makes yo. me feel way better. Jim Bob like from it. Mississippi. That's a vibe. That's a vibe. All like right, it. you guys. What are we talking about tonight? Werewolves. Oh my Werewolves. god, that is the uh, magic I got a, I got a, drinking I got word, everybody. Yeah. You know, I know that this idea for werewolves came up organically last episode and we just kind of yes. went with it, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Uh I'm gonna call, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna be presumptuous here and say that uh, we this is a what month is it June 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 this is a Halloween in June episode yes oh okay I like that that's a vibe I now, also feel like we we are tackling another one of those topics where we really should have done like an 800 part series <laughs> uh, like mermaids but we are just you gonna do be a whole doing, new podcast on werewolves and just yeah. on werewolves but we're just going to be doing an overview of like the lore and where werewolves came from tonight we're not going to be diving too much into modern day stuff that's really going to be saved for further episodes like when we do like specific areas like where there's hot spots and stuff like that or like towns that have specific werewolves or dogmen or things like that. And we've actually done one before. We've yeah, done if Briar. If you're if you're eager and anxious for a, a specific modern werewolf slash dogman side and go watch our uh don't do it now. 
But after this no, broadcast, <laughs> go watch the Beast of Bray Road episode that we did a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's a really good documentary about that, by the way. Yeah, the Small Town Monsters one? Yes. Small Town Monsters, everything they do is super great. My my fucking shit. (laughs) So good. It's my fucking shit, Tony. It's my shit. Okay, before we get super jumped into it, we do want to say hello to everybody in the chat. We are not trying to ignore you or anything. We are indeed just trying to focus on this very research-heavy topic that we didn't realize that we were doing to ourselves. So Ooh, go back werewolves. to that. Go back to that werewolf you just showed me there. Oh, the one who oh it's gonna play. So we're talking about werewolves tonight here. This is a little video for you. This is kind of like the classic of what we think happens with werewolves. Ooh. This is ooh, look at that. How look that like a sexy, sexy grandpa man. monster. He's he got is, the V going real into it. So here's like the thing with mermaids, hot. I went a little, I went a, a little scary. And with the werewolves, I did tend to go for the imagery a little bit sexier. Trying to just spice it up. Yeah, I did. I wanted like sexy werewolves. So you didn't see the one at the beginning blow drying his hair. I think we had sexy mermaids. If if I'm not uh, alone on this one, well, I, we, well, I we had a couple that were couple, at least, at least like yeah, yeah. There were some not sexy mermaids as well. But hey, let's party. Oh, you know That's what? Right. Don't get don't get ahead of yourself, Roach. We have a whole section for that that we're gonna have where we talk about werewolf movies. So don't you worry. Oh, I got you, dog. Don't even worry about that. Yeah. So, Bobby, what what do werewolves look like? Uh, Werewolves look a lot like the legendary dogman of American uh, cryptid folklore. They are basically a bipedal, but I believe they can also run around on all fours if they Mm -hmm. so choose to. A Mm -hmm. giant hominid mix between a very sexy muscular man, uh, much like Beast from the X-Men, and a, uh, I guess, a wolf or dog-like creature. Uh, When you combine those two together... You have very sexy X Men Beast fan fiction, yeah, but this is more of a dog and less of a, a beast from X Men. I've been drinking. That's part the charm of the show. Don't you worry. One thing I do want to say that's been very prevalent in all of my research is that werewolves do not have tails. That is the Which big is distinction odd, right? between them and werewolves and wolves. Like there's that's that that line that's crossed there. And a lot of people say the reason for that is like that's like the witched versions of them. Like that's how you know it's a witch is because it doesn't have its tail. That's a, that's a, a tail is very reminiscent of a mammal animal creature, right? Or mm-hmm, so they're trying to take that away. But if you want to, I think it's a perfect distinction of like the the human aspect of a wolf, uh, or, or being possessed by a, a wolf being possessed by a human in some some sort of hybrid situation. Uh, I think that the lack of the tail is more symbolic than we might actually give it credit for. Exactly. <laughs> um, and while we're at it, can we just talk real quick? I just want to mention this: uh, werewolves yeah. don't have tails, and uh, I don't want to jump the gun here, but. Uh, being bit by a werewolf, uh, turning you into a werewolf is strictly a product of Hollywood. Yes. Um, oh, we and... don't worry. We'll get there. We'll get. We'll, okay. We'll get sorry. There. Sorry. Well, we'll I the segue and I went with it, but I fucked it all up. I'm I was so like, no, sorry. we we're we're going on an evolution of werewolves here. So we have yeah, two different evolving. versions. Yeah. Don't, Bobby. We'll get there. You. Everyone. I feel like every <laughs> no. time we get on here, we all get. On I'm top sorry. Ready to go. No, it's okay. All right. So we have two different versions. We don't like the English anything. word. I know. <laughs> we didn't, you weren't here before. I showed. I showed Tony before. It's, that's my fault. 
I don't prepare anything. I know. It's okay. All right. So you have two versions here. You have werewolf and ly lyanthropy. And I don't know if I'm saying that. Lycanthropy. Right? Ly there we go. That's yes. the Greek version. And the big distinction between the two things that we're going to be talking about going forward is there's a human beings that change into like a humanoid wolf. And then there's just like humanoid wolves. There was no human version of that humanoid wolf. It was right. always a humanoid wolf. And then there was a human being that can turn into one. Mm, yes. Mm, yes, Bobby. Mm. Yes. Okay, okay, so, see, I did not know this. I, I thought a lycanthrope was always, I thought it was like a like a square and a rectangle. Like a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is mm, a square. I get thing. you. Right, yeah. it's like a 3D square. But that's the ambiguity of myth and folklore in general, I think. And I think we might uh, we might be getting into that a little more later. I'm not going to jump well, again. And also again. the... The distinction between the two is interesting because I feel like also part of that has to do with like um, what these beings are. So like some of them are beings and some of them are humans that are cursed and stuff like that. So there's a big distinction between the two. So I think that's why they have the two names that are attached to them. Yes. All right. So we're going to start uh, in Indo-European mythology, which is like early Native Americans, uh, you know, the, the Native people inside of Europe and all those areas. <laughs> And where really uh, where we'll start to be talk about was it was this initiation of the warrior class where being a werewolf was a part of your character when it came to like going out and fighting and things like that. So like you would do rituals or uh, you would wear the pelts of werewolves or things like that to take on and embody what that werewolf stood for, which was very animalistic and savage and like super strong and has like, you know, can, can go on forever and can take on anything and fight anyone. Almost like the whole berserker thing, right? Like the very much like so. The Vikings yeah, embracing your animalistic instinct to to mm -hmm. murder and conquer other beings. Yeah, you you bring up a good point because uh, when we talk about like the Indo-European lore, we're talking about the Goths or the uh, the Druids of Central Europe during the early Roman era in pre-Christianity. Yeah. And it was all like everybody wore pelts and, yep. you know, that's how they fought. Like they killed the wolf, that pelt that they're wearing, and they embody that spirit of that vicious animal in their minds and they fight like that. So, Oh, 100%. That, that was a big part of a lot of their rituals and sacrifices that they did. And I think yeah. a lot of Native American people today still practice is like when you take the life of something, you are taking on the spirit or the soul of that thing. Like if you're the one yeah. taking it, then you're embodying that. And that's a big part of how that plays into like the wolf being a part of who you are when you fight because they think of the same way. Like the reason you're wearing it is not just because you're acting like it, but you you're the one who cut that skin off. So you are that animal now. And, and yeah, at the you, very least, they're a lot more, they're a lot closer to their food. You know, they're not just throwing out, you know, the dark meat that they forgot. They forgot. They use every piece they're of not, the, every yeah, piece not, that they're, yeah. They're yeah. not dumping it into the city provided compost bin that's in my garage right now. Uh, they, they really took advantage. They, sucked the marrow out of those things and really embraced oh, yeah. the, uh, the former livelihood uh, for calories and for spiritual wartime uh, power, I guess. Is yeah, it was, the, it was the their entire society. was you, Wait, you embodied all of it. Did that. they eat the wolves, mm -hmm. I guess is what I'm asking. 
They I did. Yes. I would assume so. Like you can't just throw, you wouldn't throw that away. Absolutely not. They, no. they would use every piece they can. The fat would be rendered down to help store things. They would be mm -hmm. using the skins, the claws, the bones, the teeth. I mean, they would be using every piece of it. That's all they and had. If I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, in Indo-European, the wolf, I believe, is the the biggest and fiercest predator. Like in like the UK, for example, they yep. don't have like bears, right? Well, the UK, I don't think ever had bears, but I think in uh, continental Europe, off the they, island, they, they definitely do in like Russia and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I think grizzlies, I think their range actually covered into Germany and stuff. You just didn't see a lot of it because they kill them all off because you just can't because they're fucking bears. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can't live around them. They're terrifying fucking bears. Exactly. Right on. That's interesting. Yeah. So I guess, uh, like, yeah, I, I guess you do see, you know, bear pelts being worn from time to time in various uh, cultures. But the wolf, I always, whenever you think of a pelt or like a warrior class wearing a pelt, even like, you know, you got like the old Lego factions of like the, mm -hmm. the, the wolf, the wolves or whatever. They're on shields. I don't mm -hmm. see any bears on shields. I see wolves though. Not mm -hmm. very often, no. Not unless you get up into like Norway or Sweden. Okay. Yeah, it was like I think that has a lot to do with the regionality of those animals, and so it, it, a bear was a bigger predator in that area, so therefore thought of as bigger than a wolf. So that's why they use their uh, mm -hmm. their version of it. You know what I mean? Sure. So another really surprising area that is super rooted with uh, all this werewolf stuff everybody drink. And excuse me for not putting up the fucking thing every time, but Bree's not here and I'm the only one doing everything. I think so. it just interrupts things. Apologize. Anyway. <laughs> Sometimes it does. They uh, need to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, so pay attention. It goes deep into Greek lore. And uh, we're going to start at the beginning. This is all kind of as chronological as I can get it kind of leading up to modern time. So there what? and again, I'm going to pronounce things so fucking wrong. So my deepest apologies to anybody who has anything to do with this. Uh, the Neuri, a tribe, uh, they were all transformed into wolves once a year for several days and then changed back to their human shapes. And this was inside of uh, a writing uh, from this guy. I don't know how to say his name. Pom Pompius Pom Mella. Mella. Yeah. Pompius uh, may Mella. I already throw a 100% skepticism uh, theory about this particular of course. situation? Um, back in the day, in these ancient times, uh, they had things uh, very similar to something like, say, the purge. Not necessarily mm -hmm. like you're allowed to commit crime, but it's just like debauchery, right? Mardi Gras yep. is very much that that last purge before Lent, that yep. kind of thing, which we'll, we'll get to that also. So go back to that last one, if you don't mind, if you can. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, so like, I believe that people were still able in, in, like, human beings are able to, like, take poetic liberties and that's like one of the things that separates us from the animals right no pun intended mm -hmm. this episode um transforming into wolves i mean that could be if, if we're not necessarily interpreting that as some sort of literal uh description uh, yeah. it, it's it's very much likely that someone's just describing several days of people just pent up or whatever like ritualistic yearly thing that they do yes where everyone just yeah. like eats and fucks basically, right? Yeah, they're fucked fuck up on the acid. And... Absolutely. Yeah, they, they do uh the acacia bush or whatever. Yeah. Well, and I think or... and I think that the picture next to this, which is uh, uh, a pottery that was from that time, literally dis 
like depicts that's exactly what's happening. Does this not kind of look almost like a ritual where they're like transforming into the wolf? And who's not to say that they were just actually like they were describing it and the words that they knew how to use. I think that whenever we think about mm. going back in time at any of this, we have to understand that their language was not as complex as ours is. And so they're the way that they would describe things were like very uh the best that they could with the words that they had. So you have to take right. it with a little bit of grain yeah. of salt. They, they couldn't be like, you know, I don't know, like whatever the speed they weren't going to be like, everyone was acting like a canine, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, mm -hmm. It was just, and, and you see that a lot today. You see people still using, um, uh, turn like animal terms to describe like raw primordial behavior. For example, yep. uh, the band, the bloodhound gang, uh yeah you and me baby ain't nothing but mammals right um so let's so do it like we do that's something that transcends time and, and culture i think yeah for sure the yeah, gang. and i absolutely. i think it's i think it's important to point out uh the relationship between man and wolf even going back as far as the ancient greek days i mean we had already domesticated dogs at that point so we have this deep you know, cultural connection with these animals to begin with. Yeah. And then there's like the villainous side of them, which is the wolf, the uncontrollable. It's a animal. familiar. Yeah. And, like, and I think that a dog like creature is a familiar because we think of them as these, like uh, we've, we've, you know, uh, domesticated them to a degree at this point. We've bred them over centuries to look, one looks like a, like a Frenchie. The other one looks like a, mastiff or whatever it's fucking yeah. crazy if you dig it like take some take an afternoon and just dig into like the genetic history of dogs it'll blow your goddamn mind oh yeah oh, but sure. um but uh yeah so it's like it's almost like uh, the vampire or the witch in the sense mm -hmm. of like a human transforming right but our other familiar is like the canine like that's our it's it mm -hmm. literally is i think about it all the time when i've not been doing drugs um <laughs> about like if you stare at your dog, you're just like, you really are man's best friend. Like what the fuck? You know, just you yeah. get lost in that thought. And it's so mm -hmm. true that 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 uh, phrase is so uh, dismissed. So if we take that uh, that that um, uh, loyalty between the two species and then turn it to the evil side of things these types of things can manifest um, as evil creatures as well. Well, and I think that that's a big part of the lore though, because what you're going to start to realize as we go over these is what happens is, is it, and we start to see it in this story right here is your bad actions start to be associated with this animalistic side of you. And because you're embracing that animalistic side of you, you turn into this werewolf. And mm -hmm. so that's a big part of this lore. So right here we have a uh, Lycanon, uh, the son of Pegasus, angered the god Zeus when he served him a meal made from the remains of a sacrificed boy. And as punishment, uh, the enraged Zeus turns uh, Lycanon and his sons into wolves. Yeah. Fuck. So because he was like, I'm not trying that's to be where a we Campbell, get why are you serving me small yeah. boys? That's exactly. Uh, and he turns them 100% into these wolves and they live their lives like that. Wait, he was mad that the the guy was mad that they, he wasn't being served small boys? No, no, he was. No, he was like, how how dare you serve me small how, boy? How dare you not? Oh, okay. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, yeah Zeus, I mean, Zeus was great. angry that he was eating small boys, which kind of That's so un-Zeus of him. It is because he's pretty fucked up. <laughs> but it, it kind of goes into this whole idea that like werewolves are a punishment. Like it's 
kind of like the Wendigo is a punishment in Native American lore for cannibalism. It's this. It's kind of like the same thing, right? Uh, yeah, it's a curse. Yeah. In, in, yeah, the, yeah, in he, some cases, it's a curse. Then we have, like we were saying earlier, the lycanthrope, which was when Zeus just turned people into wolves, and they didn't transform, right? No, the but Zeus they were they were turned into wolves, for right? But they couldn't turn back, like wolves. when there wasn't a full moon or some shit. Right, right, right. Okay. Mm -mm, no, there was there was no turning back for them. Okay, hold on, my, my computer's <laughs> There's no all There's no turning back fucking up right that, here, bro. so I gotta I gotta go back a little bit because this is getting ahead of itself here. Oh, I hippos are fucking horrible. Is, is there a were hippo? That would be the worst animal ever. Oh, horrifying! Hundred percent. Fuck hippos. We should do a whole episode on hippos. I don't believe they're real. <laughs> Not that they're cryptids, no? just that they kill more Hashtag fucking hip people. Hippos aren't real. <laughs> All right. So we have next, we have Demarcus of Pariasa uh, was turned into a wolf after tasting the entrails of a human child. So again, you have more of that idea of cannibalism here. Uh mm -hmm that was sacrificed to Zeus and he was resorted to uh, human form for 10 years. He was resorted to human form for 10 years and went on to become an Olympian. So like he was able to like overcome it uh, after a period of time and he ended up going and like living his life. So this is the first time where you have somebody like getting an action for their, like a consequence to their actions, but then like redeeming themselves from it. Right. He broke, he broke the, the spell he uh, he did so you uh, there's a lot of magic going on with all of this it's I very like magic episodes. mystic and magical but like the, the i feel like bears. that's the best part yeah we well, this is a magical mystery and it's part of our history episode of uh bobby's cryptic corner oh i like that i kind of rhymed so this was not <laughs> a one-off event <clears throat> but rather tons of men have been transformed into wolves and uh during the sacrifices to Zeus because they end up eating the sacrificed children. Uh, they, um, and if they abstain from tasting human flesh while being wolves, they would be resorted back to human form nine years later. But if they didn't, then they would be uh, wolves forever. So that's actually really interesting mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't know that wolf attacks on people are incredibly rare. Yeah. They're not, they're not like a, don't chase after humans. Despite the movie The Gray, wolves attacking humans are super, super rare. Like to the point to where it's like a minuscule percentage of people that come across wolves get attacked by wolves. And that kind of feeds into the idea that if you become a wolf and don't eat a person for nine years, you'll be a human again. And they will... Uh they would probably contribute to that to why, like, if you saw a wolf in the wild back then, it didn't attack you. And uh, again, going going back to kind of what I was saying earlier, like, wolf could just be kind of an allegory for just a general predator. Like, this could have been passed down the ages with the, you know, again, poetic liberty. They used the wolf uh, originally, and as it got, you know, it just morphed into a wolf through, you know, oral tradition or whatever um mm -hmm. again allegories are in in um mythology is like super fucking important when yeah. you know considering the the realism of this stuff mm -hmm. oh for sure 
And so, Bobby, you you touched on this point a little bit at the beginning of it. Uh, so this is uh, Plenty the Elder um, in Arcadia. Once a year, a man was chosen from Anthus's clan. The chosen man was set to a marsh in an area where he hung his clothes onto an oak tree, swam across the marsh, and transformed into a wolf, joining a pack for nine years. If during these nine years he refrained from tasting human flesh, he would be returned to the same marsh, <laughs> swam back, and recovered his uh, previous human form only nine years uh older so again you have almost that same exact story older yeah and they're still saying that it's going on but this one instead of it being during when the sacrifices are it's like somebody is chosen from every village and they have to go through this and the trials and tribulations of it yeah and it's almost like a cleansing process maybe in the in the tribal sense it was for the whole the whole village or whatever there you know it's almost like you're paying your debts to society exactly by refraining from eating small boys. Mm-hmm. And yes, then if exactly you do it for long it enough, hey, you're, you're good to, you have been redeemed. Oh, very much so. It was very much seen as like as a community thing. It wasn't just for the individual. The reason like it was a random lottery is because they like pick somebody who they thought would represent their community well. And then that mean that there would be good harvests and things like that. And the gods wouldn't fuck with them because look at us. We as our society are not falling into our animalistic side of things. We are being human. So it was a big reflection th- on everyone. I think yeah. we should go back to that, to be completely honest. I feel you, actually. This is a good way to get. To get society right. I think we need to appease the gods in the year 2022. Exactly. Okay, so this is really where the Christians kind of get introduced into the werewolf side of things and where the idea of werewolves start to change from um, your bad behaviors and it's like uh, is an outcome of you being a werewolf and now it's the devil is making you a werewolf. So Satan! The biggest influence of that was from uh, Augustine of Hippo, who is a saint, by the way. Uh, He wrote in the City of God, and he explains in a part that it is very generally believed that by certain witches, spells, men may be turned into werewolves. So it was like witches, devils, spells, and things like that. And that's really what kind of took off the next 15th, 16th, and 17th century of like a hysteria of werewolves within like uh, modern modern day Europe and uh, mm. France. Yeah, it's very similar to the way we see pop culture implanting ideas of, of these uh, uh, mytho- mythological or science fiction horror type creatures as well. Uh, we talk about it all the time, how the, the flying saucer is distinctly a 20th century thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It, it was airships in the 1800s. It's like whatever comes down from the top to like fill the void of whatever that archetype is that we can't explain, mm-hmm. we do so w- from the powers that be. So in this case, we have right. and- werewolves. <laughs> Now that now that we're getting in, I just saw the name. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I know that guy. Yeah, I don't even King Canut. Totally says King Canut. King Canut. So when we when we get into the Middle Ages, uh, this is where we start to talk about uh, what initially brought this on: the fungus ergot. And ergot is a uh, what's the it's like acid, you know, it's a psychological, psychedelic drug causes mushrooms. Uh, yeah. Psilocybin. I can never say that. Uh, psilocybin. 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 Yes, that one. We're all doing really good, everybody. We're doing great. Drink. Exactly. So ergot, ergot causes hallucinations. 
and it destroys wheat crops. And in France, and especially in the Middle Ages, bread was a really big food staple. So when you had a fungus like this that can destroy the crop, you have to blame it on something. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you have people dying of malnutrition. And if they're they're at the edge of, of your little town or whatever, and they're dying of malnutrition, a wolf or a coyote or any other predatory animal is going to come in and take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Not and, that and, they would attack a healthy person. Oh, yeah. And that's what really starts off. So it's the... like a bad omen. Yeah. But yeah. it was still explainable through like natural phenomena. Right. The person is sick, they're hallucinating, they're fucked up, and they're walking out of town, and they're falling over, and they, they can't defend themselves. It's, it's natural, like a vulture watching something about to die. Yeah, any natural right? predator is going to look at that and go, well, I'm eating today. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's dinner. Yeah. So when the people that aren't dying see the wolf, they see it, they connect it to death and despair and starving to death or whatever. Yeah, and automatically, and they have they have to pl- they have to blame what's going on with the crops with somebody. So there's mm-hmm. probably somebody in town that they don't fucking like. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the town drunk who acts really fucking weird, gets high off of ergot, acts like a wolf for no fucking reason, and then they see a wolf eat a child or attack mm-hmm. a child outside of town who's starving and dying, and now you have werewolves in the Middle Ages. Holy shit, you're blowing my goddamn mind right now, Tony. That's what this is all about. I'm all, all about right. that debunk action. So that, it, that's it, good. I need to tell you guys about, and Dirty Mike is telling me how to pronounce this, K-Note, King K-Note, uh, where he actually had like a law that was written that specifically said that there was madly audacious werewolves do not widely devastate nor bite too many of the spiritual flock. So like basically mm-hmm. werewolves were everywhere and make sure that they stay away from the, the ones who believe in God. Right. Or... Did you freeze? Or it's no, like, he's like <laughs> some sort of... Am I, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. The, the madly audacious werewolves do not too widely devastate nor bite. What was it? Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we hear you. Uh, it could be some sort of thing to, hey, if you're baptized or what, like whatever your ritual is to like, you know, you're protected by you're right, protected like from the werewolves. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to, to get more of the pagans to come to Christianity, like if you come to this, you won't be killed by the werewolves that are killing all the deal. People. Exactly. Got it for Christ. This is also deeply rooted in Germanic pagan traditions associated with wolf men uh, persisted long in the Scandinavian Viking age. Harold I of Norway is known to have had a body of an Ulfenar. The Ulfenar were fighters similar to uh, birth keepers. Berserkers. Though they deserve, though they dressed in wolf hides rather than those of bears, and were repunted to channel the spirits of these animals to enhance effectiveness in battles. These warriors were restrained to pain or resistant to pain, killed uh, ferociously in battle, uh, much like wild animals. Oh, I can't see my thing. Much like wild wizards and uh, berserkers, they are closely associated with the Norse god Odin. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's. 
it makes sense. Like, if you look at this from a logical standpoint, it makes sense that you would have warriors like this who would embody different animals. Well, and this is exactly what, what we were talking yeah. about when we talk about, like, the Native American and, and, and pre-European yep. uh, uh, kind of people. Like, that's exactly what they were doing. It's just it was carried on uh, into the paganisms for the Germans. And like you can speak on this, like I, I, you know, granted, I've been in in very few fights in my life, <laughs> but like when you do get in that fight or flight mode, and you do like, like, um, reject that human, uh, you know, Side empathy you. or yeah. whatever, yeah, uh, like it is very like it's. It, I know it sounds cliche, but it is you're very like tapped into that primal uh, side of you that you don't experience very often so i can imagine a warrior culture of people would basically be that oh yeah far yeah. more than anyone else you can think of right yeah i mean i mean just think of it you could you could come back from a battle and you were in a situation where you had to like viciously fight and then ragnar's like i saw volnock he fought like wolf Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fish, and then you take that on. You, you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the society that you're in. And, like, and oh, just shit, like, have you ever just, wolf, have, right? Have you ever just been like high on adrenaline for some reason, and then like chugged a beer? You just feel like, oh, like, you're like, <laughs> like nothing fucking. You know what I mean? Nothing like, matters. It's, it's yeah, like, like that you times want to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. No, a hundred percent. I'm totally not a with violent you. person. <laughs> not now. <laughs> All right. So. Still in the 15th century, we have Peter Stubb, a wealthy 15th century farmer who ended up being one of the most notorious werewolves of his time, although he is also more renowned for being just like a serial killer. And so it's an interesting distinction between was he a serial killer or was he maybe possessed by a werewolf or was it an excuse for what he was doing? Um he turned into a wolf-like creature at night and devoured many citizens. Uh, Peter was eventually blamed for the gruesome killings after being cornered by hunters who claimed they saw him shapeshift from wolf to human form. He experienced a grisly execution after confessing under torture to savagely killing animals, men, women, and children, and eating their remains. He also declared he owned an enchanted belt that gave him the power to transform into a werewolf and what's important about the story is this is what really brings on the 16th and 17th century kind of pandemic of people crying werewolf and witch to everything yeah. um i got i gotta point out um because i mean it, it's just almost serendipitous the, the enchanted belt thing yes um, when you when you Thor. dig into people that have tried to kind of compare and contrast and even you know draw uh legitimate lines between like werewolves and something like say a bigfoot mm -hmm. it's generally leads you down roads that don't really uh you know go anywhere uh aside from the the dog man the whole dog man phenomenon yeah um but one thing i did notice when researching that side of things is like werewolves seem to be wearing pants or belts or yes. flannel mm -hmm. shirts and i guess mm -hmm. that's where we get the whole transformation thing from yeah but a lot of the there are accounts of bigfoots in like little belts with gold buckles and like ripped up ripped up pants and stuff i just wanted to point mm -hmm. that out but i think it's fun to think of that, a bigfoot wearing raw dress for less 
I was like, but that imagery is also, I think, too, to distinct the difference between just like a wolf standing on its hind legs and like a werewolf. So I think that they needed to add that kind of into it a little bit in order to just right. show the story so that you know that sure. there's a difference. Not just, oh, it's not a wolf standing on its back leg. It had pants on. Why would a wolf have pants on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that adds the human element. Totally. It totally. transformed element. And that's so listening to that, that actually reminds me of. This is getting into the actual psychological disorder that is lycanthropy, which is a real psychological disorder where people believe that they can turn into werewolves. Mm -hmm. And that's probably one of the very first recorded incidents of this psychological disorder. Well, and and in the 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 finding and the uh, and looking into this uh, idea is what ended up stopping this craze of the European witch hunts because it became less about like, oh, the devil's inside of you and you're bewitching people and more like, oh, these people are mentally ill. And there was right. that very big shift and change after the 17th century where like that is where these kind of people, witches and werewolves and stuff were more thought as mentally ill people and not somebody who could harm you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they would like, that's where we get, I think a lot of like troll lore and stuff comes from like people like ousting like yep. people with conditions yep. out to the woods. Yep, 100%. So we have tons of werewolf attacks. And because we have these werewolf attacks, of course, we have people who are making claims. One of the things that uh, Tony was touching on earlier is they kind of use werewolves as like a scapegoat for things. So it started off because maybe somebody fucked up and didn't do their crops right. So they blamed it on the werewolf fucking up their shit. And because people started to point fingers at things like witches and stuff, people started pointing fingers at, oh, well, this person could be a werewolf. And that mm -hmm. what started out as something maybe not as malicious as you thought it was originally because they just didn't want to place the blame on themselves, it turned into people specifically tattletelling on people because they wanted to get rid of them. I'm, I'm noticing a common thread through about maybe 70 to 80% of this episode, and that is the word scapegoat. Yes, very Which much. I believe is very much often uh, can be ascribed to these phenomenon. Um, well, I mean, we've already talked about, you know, local psychopaths, uh, psychotics, mentally ill, bad crops, uh, boy diddlers, I'm sure. We yep. went over that at some point. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. uh, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where if you don't have, uh, you know, Natural science to to explain away why the crops didn't grow. It's like, well, how about Gerald the diddler over there? Maybe is responsible. It's his yeah. fault, exactly. And it, it kills two birds with one stone. You get rid of Jared yep. the diddler, and you're not blamed for your shit Jared anymore. The diddler. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and talking about the 16th and 17th century, I mean, they're already going after witches, right? So the witches were. And that's exactly what it was. So they lived in this realm of, well, riches are real, so why can't werewolves be real? And I think that that right. was also a point, too, where it was, like, the the counteractive to, like, a female witch. You didn't have a lot of male witches, and so now mm -hmm. they had this outlet to blame men. And so you can get rid of the men you want to get rid of, not just the women. Well, I would like to see uh, the correlation between the women that were you know, called witches and identified as witches and burned or whatever. And how many of their husbands were said to be werewolves? Well, you also had, you also had uh, like, what do they call them? Warlocks as well. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Witch. 100%. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that one would of be the... interesting stats though. 
Oh, for sure. Okay, so one of these people who are two of these people who were accused were Frenchman Pierre Burgot and Michael Vernon, uh, allegedly swore allegiance to the devil and claimed to have a certain ointment that they could rub on themselves that turned them into wolves. And after confessing to brutally murdering several children, they were both burned at the stake. How funny is it that his last name is Burgot in the fungus that caused, like, you know, the fungus mm-hmm. that caused the uh, the hallucinations mm-hmm. was called is called ergot e r g o t. So I, maybe there's a connection there. Everything's connected. That's Nothing is coincidence. Illuminati confirmed. Yep. <laughs> exactly. We, can we get a uh, 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 overlay of that sometime? Of Illuminati confirmed. We, we absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, confirmed. absolutely. Yeah. So we have in the same time frame, we also have Giles uh, Garnier, known as the Werewolf of Dole, which was another 16th century Frenchman whose claim to fame was also an ointment with wolf morphing abilities. And according to the legend, as a wolf, he viciously killed children and ate them. He was, too, burned uh, at the stakes for his monstrous crimes. And I also believe most of these stories are what the Little Red Riding Hood uh, fairy tale is about. Yeah, that's all uh, very. It's again. It just goes back to the predatory nature of wolves. That 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 was a cautionary tale, if I'm not mistaken. That was a cautionary tale of like, yo, little girls like stay away from like dirty old men, basically. Pretty much, exactly. Yeah. Right. And their animalisticness of them. Yes, they don't give yeah. a fuck at that age. But really and don't. let's just totally ignore how fucking stupid the Little Red Riding Hood would have to be to be like, oh, how long your nose is, Grandma? Okay, mm. okay, 100%. it's a cautionary tale, Tony. It's a tale for the kids. All right, so <laughs> she wasn't the brightest bulb in the box. Okay, so how can someone Clearly become a werewolf, you guys? There's all these different versions of why. So, you know, we heard the wearing the pelt of a wolf skin while naked is one of the ones that does it to you. That's how you kind of solidify yourself to become a werewolf. You could rub your body with Guilty. the magical salve that we were just talking about. This one's a fun one. You could drink the rainwater out of a footprint yes. of a werewolf. I like that. That Fuck, sounds yeah. fun. You just kind of like run that's like, a, that's like yeah. a Les Stroud Survivor Man approach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if but, you and if you notice, these are very we're, we're, these are very magical magical ways. Uh, drinking from an enchanted stream was another one. Mm. Uh, in France, Italy, and Germany, it was said that a man or woman could turn into a werewolf if he or she, on a certain Wednesday or Friday night, stepping out in the summer night of a full moon, shining directly on his or her face, they could become a werewolf. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask, when do full moons come into all this? Oh, wait, just wait. Oh, wait, that's all the right, very I'll first one of it. Uh, you also have, we also have uh, by satanic allegiance, which we heard, or being a cannibal, which we've also heard. So all of these things, we have kind of these like very magical things, these bad things that happen to you. Uh, you could get cursed by God. You could get cursed by a witch. Uh, you could just be a witch and turn into a werewolf because witches could do anything. Uh, you yeah. could be cursed because of like crimes that you committed. But Bobby, but Bobby, wait a minute. All right, here, here's my time to shine, right? This is not what happens inside movies. And this is not... Yeah. Our idea of werewolves today in any capacity. And so this is where Bobby is going to really jump into things. And we're going to talk a little bit more pop culture and the movie side of things. If I can get this next goddamn slide to hurry up and play. There we go. Can you can you imagine how fucked up it would be if you're like, God, I'm super thirsty. Here's a puddle of water inside a wolf print. And then now you're a werewolf. <laughs> and now you're a yeah, werewolf. Like, you're like, ah, oh, that's fuck a bad my day. Life. Also, everybody ignore that I spelled modern wrong and just live your life pretending like I, I spelled it right. Notice that these are motor wolves. These are motor wolves. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, here's the thing about motor werewolves. Uh, as alluded to at the beginning of the episode, uh, much of it was much of what we know about werewolves today is 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 strictly Hollywood. Uh, particularly the one that kind of was the pace car for this. Much in the way that much in the way that George Romero's Night of the Living Dead kind of created the modern zombie. Uh, Lon Chaney Jr. starring the Wolf Man. I don't know who directed it, uh, but it has a lot of classic hollywood icons in it uh universal monster wolfman uh what was it uh if you buy if you get bit by a wolf uh that was invented i believe in this yep. incarnation crashed, of uh right? werewolves like yep. if it yep. broke your skin now i don't think that silver and silver bullets is is something contemporary though i think there's uh, a few i mean it is, it is indeed 100% all God Hollywood and fabricated. Yes, 100%. <laughs> right. So being bit by a werewolf is straight from Hollywood movies, and so are the silver weapons used to defeat werewolves. These I knew were that never... that was the next. I knew that was the next yeah, slide. These, yeah, these, these were never, uh, if, if you realize, we never talked about anything like that. Again, because it wasn't about killing a werewolf in any capacity. Usually being a werewolf meant that you had to overcome some type of tribulation in order to get the yeah. curse to be broken. It wasn't necessarily murdering them. It didn't become murdering until the more modern day times of life. Go ahead, Bobby. Did it become motoring? Because Motoring, yes. you, you, spelled it, you spelled it wrong on two slides in a row. <laughs> so off. I just want to point out wrong. that uh, women, your silver bullets are not going to kill werewolves. They are not. No, it is 100% just made up. The chat's going to get that joke. You think so? Maybe. One or two. All right. Bobby, tell us about some Tell us about some great... Some great okay. goddamn we're gonna, I guess we're gonna well, the, movies. The, the greatest one, the greatest of all time, um, and this is highly debatable because there was another movie that's great that came out the same year, which I believe was 1982. Uh, the other movie is called The Howling, which I highly recommend. Really uh, good. But in, in my opinion, the greatest of all time, as far as my cup of tea, fun, action, adventure, horror, comedy, uh, practical effects, is going to be this one that I have on VHS. Uh, that looks like I bought it from a movie rental store called American Werewolf in London, directed by John Landis. Yep. Right there, um, bam, on the next slide. I got you. Yes, right there on the bottom right there. And the Howling right above it, 1982. It's kind of like a Lost Boys Near Dark thing. It's like the two vampire movies of 1987. Uh, people often debate what the, what the better of the two are. And then in this case, 1982 was the Howling and American Werewolf in London. Uh, the Howling loyal folks are few and far between, but they are out there. And I understand their arguments. However, my cup of tea would remain American Werewolf in London. Uh, Underworld, not a fan of those movies. We're going to skip right past that. Teen Wolf is a great. Uh, this is when we see uh, the lore of the werewolf going out of the scary things and, and into the... Um, kind of teen comedy realm of things yeah. which you know we see that even now not in the comedy but the teen thing we see with vampire diaries and true blood and teen witch which was a ape on uh teen wolf i guess uh fun 80s nonsense uh did the did the did the twilight movies have the new moon have uh werewolves 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. I want to say Jacob was a werewolf. I don't know because I didn't watch that. I'm gonna be honest with everybody. I don't. I don't watch that. But you know, as much um, as I hate it, he was more of the traditional turned into like a wolf and not like the human wolf 
Yeah, hybrid. not the human wolf hybrid thing. He was definitely more yes. of like he turned into yeah. a, a wolf. Mm-hmm. And I, and I stopped the movies. I stopped watching. I stopped watching True Blood when they introduced Were Panthers because I was like, mm. oh, yeah. I don't know if I can go this way. Real quick though, uh, another one I just yeah. want to recommend. We've talked about uh, Neil Marshall before, who directed The Descent and Doomsday. He did another amazing film called Dog Soldiers about uh, werewolf. Almost put that one on military. there military soldiers also was, again like go ahead i i looked up the top 10 uh werewolf movies you should watch and that one was on it i didn't want to put or the top 20 i didn't want to put all of them on there but i almost put that one because i thought the well, cover was really funny. put it in your amazon prime queue and yeah, then lastly yeah. i just want to point out uh, uh stephen king wrote a story i believe it's a short story called uh, silver bullet and the 80s uh, made a f- kind of a fun werewolf movie with Gary Busey and Corey Han called Silver Bullet, Ooh. which is also quite a lovely time. So that's my pop culture corner. Uh, continue, please, uh, Jamie. I love it. All right. So we're going to get into a little bit of the more modern sightings today because I do like some of these pictures and things. And we have some some conclusions on some of them, including this one. So uh, in 2018, a mysterious wolf-like creature was shot dead by a rancher in rural Montana. And even the wildlife officials had no idea what the hell it was. It did not look like a wolf. Its paws were like too small. Its ears were too wide set. They were just like, I don't know what the hell this thing is. And it went on for quite a few years where he just like had this body and everyone just assumed it was a werewolf. Uh, two years ago or three years ago, I want to say, they finally what did DNA testing. That people are trying to figure and they uh, did figure out that it was indeed a, some sort of a wolf, but still super fucking creepy and weird. Why wouldn't they just jump to the conclusion that it was a wolf is what I want to know. Because the wildlife officials couldn't definitively say by looking at it that it was indeed a wolf. Okay. Maybe so it's that's a wolf like what they went off of. Bred with a regular dog and it made that looking thing anyway. Exactly. All right. So now we have Texas 52122. Not that long ago, everybody. My video of this is going to be super shitty because my computer's 100 years old. So I apologize to everybody now, but it's living its best life. Figure out. Oh. Yeah, so there's aliens now, there's monkeypox. What about Wolfman? Yeah, this is really, you guys, sometimes this job is just too much. It's trying me today. And I Here's love this man's though. commentary. He's just so <laughs> fucking over it. This one oh. is yep. trying you today? Yeah, it's trying me. This okay. is from Amarillo, Texas. I'm a real Texas. It shows an unknown figure walking around a perimeter fence at the Amarillo Zoo. The creature is wolf-like, I guess. It, to me, sort of looks like the Sonic before they, yeah. you know, had to fix it. But <laughs> anyway, it was spotted at around 1 a.m. in May, uh, May 21st. Apparently, there was no sign of entry into the zoo. No animals or people were harmed. The city is now encouraging people to submit ideas for what they think it might be, saying, quote, we just want the Amarillo community to have fun with this. No. And it's the Internet, so good luck with that. Not backfiring, but uh, we'll keep you posted. I liked uh, your thought, Pedro, that it was chupacabra. Yeah, chupacabra. I you liked know, it almost as much as how well you pronounced that one. <laughs> you did really well, though. I just like, you know, if it's something serious, you know, I get have uh, fun with it, but yeah. I also want to know what that is. If there are aliens, I think that, like, the Amarillo Zoo is exactly where they would end up. We can... We- can make a movie about it. Yeah. I need to break the news to you guys. It's a man with a headdress. Correct. Dang it's a it. teenager. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a bitch. I know, right? Oh. Right? Right? So uh, the reason I wanted to play this clip is one, I think that that looks really super fucking creepy. But number two, 
God, these people's attitude towards the whole thing is so fucking shitty, except the one guy in the middle who's like, well, if it is something, I want to know what it is. Yeah. But everyone else is just like, well, I'm fucking over this goddamn bullshit. Fucking aliens and fucking cryptids and whatever the fuck else is out there. It's so sad. Yeah, in 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 blaming things on Chupacabra is how normies get cryptids street cred, too. They're like, is that what it is? Chup- it's a chupacabra. Chupacabra. Like, oh, shut yeah. up. You don't even know it's what you're talking chupacabra. about. I can, I can it's pronounce not a chupacabra. That. Uh, before we factor sci-fi uh, werewolves in general, should we factor sci-fi that video? Should we go back and look at it? So, I, mean, so, I, so I let's just look at the freeze frame. Yeah, hold yeah, on. I'm gonna look at I, the freeze frame. Yeah, let me go back a little bit. I'm gonna go back a little bit farther. Let's see what I could do. Quick shout you. out to uh, Justin A. D. Maynard, Rodney hey, Justin Hoskins, from Australia, Janet Sanchez, Hides in Long Grass, Pins Hey, everybody, Flatton. darlings, lovers. Pinzo's here. Bob Spooky, Marley. thank you, everybody, for signing up for our uh, members and using all of our fun emojis. We appreciate it a lot. Absolutely. Vanessa's here. Hi, Peppa. Vanessa. All right, hold I on. That's it. I think I need to go still farther back. Thanks for showing I up. Think a little bit forward, right? All right. Where is that? What does that what does the screen look like to you? What's it paused at? It looks like these assholes on local news. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me go back a little bit farther. There we there go. Okay. Bam. All right. Here, here, here's the one thing that, that sticks out to me that's most intriguing. If you wanted to go down the route of uh, convincing you that this was a hoax, the mm-hmm. proportions are really fucking creepy. Yeah, they make no sense. They are. Like if it's like, a the, hoax, the way it's, it's a very yes. Yes. So it's definitely hunched over. It's center of gravity. That like head is over the knees, which are bent. And its butt is sticking out. It, is there no video, or is it just these pictures? So that's it's the funny thing, frame, right? So they said, so they said that it was a video of a of it walking, but I don't believe they. I don't believe the zoo released the video. I believe they only released yeah, the this. pictures. This is bullshit. All right, yeah, if they're not going to show the video, like there's no reason to put it on the air. Like yeah, if, if the is... video's that bad, yeah, they're not going to. They're just they just want to fill time. I, this 100%. is not a werewolf. This is some sort of camera artifact or like a weird piece of smoke for whatever reason that they freeze frame right there. I don't know. <laughs> it was it was probably the it was a forest fire. The beginning they, of they one. told the intern, "Hey, dude, dress up like this and go fucking yes." Out. This is how journalism works. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I Thanks think it's important. News cycle. I think it's important that we mention what else a werewolf could be because we we said a few times like the dog ban. Uh, yeah. I think that that's a very werewolf like cre- creature. We have skinwalkers, which I think can be confused as werewolves. And I think that you could also probably have some bears out there that look scrawny enough to look like a giant werewolf, but it's actually a bear. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that they're it's so hard when it goes into the werewolf name of things, because I feel like werewolf is kind of like a blanket term for a half or not even a half, a humanoid version of a werewolf. And there's a lot more specifics that we can get into specifically when you get into like regions or countries or things like that, where they have different versions of it. Yeah. Um, do you want to go, Bobby? Or? No, go ahead. Okay, so I think when we when we look at just the vast history of the lore, and once again we got into a topic that we didn't know was as deep <laughs> as we realized it was initially. Mm-hmm. But this is this has deep roots in, in very serious things and a lot of different societies and 
unfortunately, it's been turned into this Hollywood trope that is kind of sad when you look at, you know, how different societies viewed it and how they treated it. And if you look at like how we domesticated dogs and kind of villainized the dogs that we couldn't domesticate and then you have drugs coming into it, natural drugs coming into it and just bad people that were just classified as this. I think it's a, it's a tragic story. So are you back to sci-fi or middle bitch? Yeah. What do you, yeah. Do it right off the top. What are you? I'm going to say we're leaning closer around like eight and a half, nine. Wow. Okay, I respect it. A I respect fact. it. You're, yeah. you're on the fact side. I'm on the fact side. I, I think not so much the mythological part of it, but more the, the warrior part of it. You have these people who sure. embodied this spirituality, actual werewolves before it became this kind of fucked up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the natives. <laughs> Before it became like this fucked up story that they used to fucking kill people. I'm right. I'm right there with you, Tony, but just a little bit behind you. I I'd give it like maybe a six or a seven. And I'm on that same track of, you know, when it comes to any sort of native people of land and when they have stories of this, I, I see it. I understand when the way they're talking about to embody this and, and I can mm-hmm. see how it gets passed down through generations. And so I'm going to have to be on the werewolf side of things on this one as well. I'm pretty going to, I I feel like I'm middle bitching it, but I'm leaning towards fact. Okay. Awesome. There's a lot of things to consider here when deciding between sci-fi middle bitch and, and fact uh, mm-hmm. Some things I knew, some things I definitely learned. I would say that I was less skeptical coming into this episode, but ironically, Tony has brought to light some things to consider that really uh, tickle the uh, the skepticism. Ex- not skepticism, but like the explanation, like the logical yeah. explanation mm-hmm. of it. All. Yeah, the human um, part of your brain that wants you to connect the dots. Yeah. But, but all that said, um, I think a lot of this is based in lore and mythology and scapegoating and um you know like you were saying about the bad omens curses the way people looked at the world at that time but as i've mentioned before i am a john keelian i am a keelian so if we go in the hyperstitious route slash the you know the spectrum route Mm -hmm. um you have folklore and mythology based on these real life things being inserted by the culture into the zeitgeist and into the population. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think that possibly uh, that uh, managed to manifest a real supernatural creature uh, as an archetype to explain things that we cannot understand. So it's interesting. And I don't know if, if this is exclusive to werewolves, but it's like it, the, the lore itself fueled its real supernatural uh existence i guess that said i'm gonna go a hard middle bitch five that's okay i like it i respect it i think that that's a solid place i think that again i think all of us are leaning into that idea of if there is if there is ancient knowledge of it then there has to be some sort of truth to it and keep in mind too this is a little different than a factor sci-fi regarding dogman exactly easily be explained by one another i'm going strictly on what we've just talked about just what we talked about uh so so we are at the end hey uh, hold on final thoughts yeah 
Yeah, one more thing. We don't uh we haven't done this in a while. Ask let's ask the chat uh, factor yeah, sci-fi and werewolves. And everyone keeps talking about the emojis. We're gonna have factor sci-fi emojis and middle bitch emojis soon. We have to have more subscribers in order to add more emojis in. So we can have like seven right now. And then the more people I think we needed four more, which we might have gotten tonight. And then I can add like four more emojis. So we'll be starting to add the the collection, all, all of those inside of there for you. I do want to remind everybody that uh we do do this every Tuesday. So we will be seeing you next Tuesday for Bobby's yes. Crypto Corner. Well, the audience doesn't seem interested in saying uh, sci-fi or oh, Josh Godson says it's sci-fi. So there was Josh a Godson there was a there was a, there was a few of them that I were that I was showing as they were <laughs> saying them, and like Janet said that it was a fact for her. So there was a few of them that were just earlier, Bibby, that were doing it. Right. All right. Cool. Solid B, Danielle, or solid eight. eight. That's like That's a B. That's like a B. Tony's wife. Tony's wife. Tony's wife. Yep. Tony's wife. Uh, I do have one more thing I do want to share with everybody too. So let me go ahead and share. Share my screen. Do we? Oh, thank you so much, darling. I'll do you in just a second. I'll throw you up there so everybody can see it. We do. I want to talk to everybody about merch real quick. Thank you, new member, darling. Thank you. Uh, we do have some new merch here. Uh, we do have the Chatty Daddy underwear. A lot of people in Chad's chat were asking for it. It is there. They are expensive. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. They're expensive to make. We do have the I Peach Butt Stuff shirts, the I Love Cryptids, the UFO Yes, the UF UAP Knows. We got Stoner Sundays, UK version, and regular, and so much more. So make sure if you guys want good merch, Bree's not here, so we'll show everybody Jerry. Uh, I think that if anyone ever does a show and they wear this, I'll direct Brie to it so she could be angry because she <laughs> fucking hates Jerry. I want one of those. So make sure everybody, I know, I, I think we should all just wear them every time we do shows with her so she can be yeah. angry. And so make sure you guys go get your merch. We already have tons of people who already got it and they look so cute wearing it. Send me your pictures and I will post them on our Twitter and in our Discord so everybody can see how cute you are and your guys' stuff. I'll say this, this episode, like, researching this and, and looking this up really kind of changed my perspective on it because like when we first said we were going to do werewolves i was like oh fuck, okay this is total bullshit right and yeah, then man. i started looking into it and i was like ah oh, fuck maybe there's an explanation shit well i i think you uh presented the explanation and not the supernatural one at that. And for right. whatever reason, you're like an eight on the scale. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. I love it. Uh, merch, everybody, is at that one time I was abducted by aliens.com. Yes, do it. Bye. We can ship to you soon to Justin. I'll, I'll adjust it so you can have one. It'll say Australia only. So my thing is, is when we when we do these merches, I'm trying to make it so that when you order it, you order it from the country that's made from. So like people in America are ordering stuff from America and people in the UK yes. are ordering it from UK so they don't have to deal with shitty shipping. So that's why sometimes you'll see on the site uh, UK child only. Labor. Or child labor, exactly. So if you don't see it now, just like DM me or something, and I'll get something up there for you. It's super easy for me to do. So sorry. any other final? I was like, any other final thoughts of the nights, you guys? Yeah, sorry don't if anybody you? watches from China. Yeah, I apologize. China. 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 Have you guys seen the uh, YouTube video of someone playing bass guitar to Trump saying China over and over again? No, is it? It's good? amazing. I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, one last it. thing I, yeah. before I get out: uh, mermaids aren't real. Okay. Okay, that's fine. All right. Bye, guys. We'll see you next Tuesday. I won't be here. Brie will. Bye.